Welcome to this Farmer Advisory Service podcast. My name is Ross McKenzie. Ever thought about pigs? This is the third of three podcasts for new entrants thinking of a career in the Scottish pig industry. On this podcast, Jeanette Sutherland talks to me about the rearing and finishing side of the industry and possible job prospects. Have you ever thought of pigs as a commercial opportunity, rearing and finishing units? Hello, my name is Jeanette Sutherland and today we're going to speak to Ross McKenzie of SAC Portree about his career in the pig industry and opportunities for new entrants in the rearing and finishing parts of the industry. Hello Ross, how are you today? I'm fine Jeanette, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. So I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit about your career before you worked for the SAC. Tell me, how did you get into the pig industry? I was a student who was coming out of college with no job. And um, I was put in touch with a a graduate training programme with a company that is no longer with us, Carapian Country Food Group. And through there, I got an opportunity to work on the Grampian Country Pork Farms Division. And I was there for 13 years prior to Grampian. I'm not from a farm or such or have ground. I was just doing holiday work on farms and mainly on beef and sheep farms. And pigs was never really in my mind until... I went round and looked at a unit with Martin McDonald at Grampian and was really interested. Fantastic. So pigs, uh, they're not a huge part of Scottish agriculture numbers wise. So there'll probably be quite a few people and you're uh, with your uh, experience of having lots of experience with sheep and lots of experience with cows, but not much experience with pigs. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what the realities of working with pigs in day to day are? I was. I remember when I first started at Grampian, I was told pigs are like sheep, but less flighty. And I, I don't know if I agree with that, but certainly they're they're a really interesting animal. It's a quick turnaround if you think of their gestation. It's three months, three weeks, three days. So in terms of pig units, you have a lot of pigs coming out. You know, sows are productive. They're about 2.4 litres a year and then on top of that what you do with these pigs then you rear them and grow them and it's quite it can be quite technical it's getting more technical with pigs because they're more efficient as as a growing animal and also as a production and they're a bit more like chickens of course they're they're a single stomach stomach animal so it's it's, uh, it's they're really they're really interesting inquisitive animals and it's a worthwhile job if you if you think about the amount of pigs you can put through a, a breeding unit and a rearing and finishing unit a year it's it's colossal yeah so i mean they so the pigs are are very productive so with the figures that you said before in comparison to like a, a cow that uh, you know rears one calf mostly a year and that's not a bad target to get if not maybe at the highest extremes but what would be a sort of an average number of piglets uh, a pig could produce each year if not, if there was no disasters 
Oh, they're they're huge numbers. I remember when I I worked on mainly on outdoor units for Grampian. We did have indoors, but our outdoor units were up at twenty four. This is this is ten years ago. Twenty four piglets per sow per year. That will be changed and. Indoor units are over 30. It's it's incredible if you think of the amount of pigs that you have and how it's progressing and how much more space you need for weeding and finishing. It's it's quite amazing the amount of piglets yes. that are, are coming through. So on today's podcast, we're talking about the, the process of after the, the, the piglets are weaned and then they uh, would move into a, a different system for rearing and then being finished for pork. So what kind of age would a, you normally think a rearing finishing unit would take the piglets in at? They would move off their mothers, certainly no less than four weeks. So they're four weeks old when they move on to a rearing unit or a reading and finishing, they can't be together, but sometimes people specialize in just reading from uh, a seven kilo piglet through to 30 kilos, and then okay. they can move, can move on to another unit to finish from 30 kilos to 100 kilos, or 110 kilos. But some, some units do the whole job, so they take them from seven right through to slaughter. But yeah, they're, they're very young, so they need to, when they come off their mothers, they need specialised feed, and it's it's quite an expensive feed. It can be up to a thousand pounds a ton. It's or eight hundred to a thousand. It's very specialised. It's milky, and the piglet needs the specialised feed just to give it that boost to get going, and and they fairly sure. shoot on from there. And so the so the the rearing units they'll obviously be providing the nutrition, but um, there's a lot more focus now on uh, animal welfare. So are are there things that they like toys or things that they have to help keep the wee piglets amused when they're having the the weaning the weaning period when they've been just taken from their mothers? Yes, that's that's a very good point. That they do have these. They don't have to be specialised in terms of pig. They have to be pig proof. That's the only thing they have to do. But some some people put in uh, they they bolt down they bolt down wood so they can uh, rub against them or paw against them. There's sometimes people put in balls that are non-destructive so that pigs can play play with them in in the courts. And that's what they can be in. They don't have to be in specialised slatted courts. They could be in a basic cattle court. So they have a plenty room and lots of uh, fun with the toys that you give them. Oh, fantastic. So this podcast is uh, aimed primarily at uh, new entrants. If you were a new entrant and you had access to maybe some uh, sheds, what opportunities would there be for you um, getting involved with rearing uh, or rearing and finishing pigs? Yeah, this is a very good opportunity especially at the moment there are a lot of pigs on the ground and a lot of pig companies and also individual pig farmers will look for outdoor readers contract readers who will take on their pigs mainly they don't have space on their own farm and a lot of the big pig companies are looking at readers nearer the slaughterhouse as well so say they were in Murrayshire they could put them to Angus and they're very close to Brechin, the main slaughterhouse in Scotland. 
and they work on a contract basis. So if they go in at seven kilos and come out at 110 kilos, they work out how many days they've been in and they pay you regarding that. They'll have a certain contracts, but all you really have to do is supply the courts. You might have to do them up a bit. It can cost you a few thousand pounds to make them pig proof and put in water feeders and feeders and the com company will supply the pigs and the feed and also technical help and specialized help if you need it and certainly veterinary help which is vital at the end of the batch the pigs go out but when they're all out you get a payment uh, you get ready wash again get the place ready again and there you go again it's just a continual cycle and Normally the pigs are in for a specific time and it's pretty much on that time. So if you say they're going to be in for 10 weeks, they are in for 10 weeks. So it's it's very good that way. Yeah, like you say, the, it's quite a technical and quite an efficient operation. So it's uh, there's quite a, there's a wee bit of certainty there, like um, that, the, that you'll have the pigs between these certain dates and things like that. For the... Uh, what would be the... The key attributes then, if you're if you were a listener thinking, oh, I I maybe have some sheds that we could maybe think about changing or access to nice free draining land. What do you think the key uh, characteristics of people that are good at looking after pigs are? The key characteristics I would say would be someone with a nice calmness about them, someone who's interested in the stock. Most importantly, the people I've the units I found that were the best were were the people who would go through the stock at least twice a day, morning and maybe late afternoon. You don't have to do much. It's just a careful inspection to see if anything's lame or, or struggling. And just these little stockmanship qualities really go a long way. Mm -hmm. So that calmness, a bit of good stockmanship and also someone who's ready to also work with the breeding the pig company he's who are supplying him with pigs someone who's keen to to work with other people rather than going alone himself yeah so you need a bit of um so if you're a a, a young farmer um you would want to be the sort of person that uh, was good at sort of communicating with others and also yeah. uh, observant, so able to uh, look at the look at the pigs and and maybe not be um, because of that setup where you've got people that you can ask advice of, maybe not be too shy to ask for help at an early stage as well. Would you say? Yes, that's very important because a simple simple thing that you might not really think will go far, it could be a slight pig with with scour and it could escalate further so just anything that's un not normal get on top of it early and also a, a good thing when you say about communication is you've got to order your feed and you've also got to make sure that feeds there on time you know some people might say uh, make a mistake but the main thing is that you do order your feed and keep in touch with the pig company Excellent. And um, with the if if you were in this setup and it was your own uh, 
farm that you were taking the pigs on to, um, do the pig companies give you advice on the paperwork requirements? Because I imagine at that stage, all the pigs would be tagged when they came to you. That's right. Is that right? Yes, and yeah, they're all, they will be tagged. And one thing, again, it's been 10 years since I've been with, with the pig companies, the technology has advanced so far. I think these tags will now be so advanced that your paperwork, it might be a case of going going around with one of the the pig, as we call it, the tag readers, and reading every pig's tag, and you'll as you go as you come in and as you go out, and that's maybe as much paperwork as you'll need to do. Technology is so so good, but you're right. If there is paperwork, especially feed orders and there might be the odd other thing you must keep on top of it because it makes everyone's life so much easier and also there's no risk of uh, feed not being there they will do their utmost they are excellent at making sure feed is there if mistakes happen yeah so when in your line uh, when, when in your previous role um, you would often visit um, farms that were under these kind of uh, that were in these contract situations um, you know you've already said at the start the the the, the benefits uh, from people with good stockmanship and checking the pigs um uh, at least twice a day is there any other sort of like when you look back on the the places where things went well or the look back on the places that had problems is there any other sort of top tips you'd give to people before they set up the most important thing is you have advice from the pig company they'll help you set up and make sure that that our ticks, especially for feed and also to take the pigs in and out you know there is accessible sheds that transport can get to uh -huh. you know sometimes these things are overlooked and you, you put the pigs in and then you go oh crikey we'll need, <laughs> we'll need a small a small vehicle to get them out and but things like that you know you want to have it so you can be well aware that you need to have our arctic access for both transporters and also for feed coming in and just yeah i would say that's the most important things and, and just to make sure that your sheds are pig safe, no sharp edges, a pig proof by that we mean, you might have a cattle court, make sure that it's all, uh, you, you, can, you normally use black plastic, but there's no way they can see out any little gap that they can see light from their court, they might try and get out. They're just inquisitive as we say, that they might yeah. want to get out and, uh, there's nothing worse than pigs in the, in the wrong pen that might actually, or, or getting to other feed and various things, because they, they, they'll just create havoc like any animal that yeah. might find something that they're quite interested in. So, um, but, the, but the, in this situation, the pig companies could help both advise on stocking densities and help oh, yeah. with the, the setup, like, of, like maybe where, um, the sort of if you're walking through walking through the sheds and you're you'd maybe advise somebody oh you need to make maybe the pig bo the boarding higher in that pen or those kind of sort of retricks of the trade that's part of the ongoing support you get from the pig companies that's right and again these sort of things again things such as feed space that'll all be worked out and this is how many pigs you can have and yes yeah, certainly the likes of boarding height wise and also plants for for having your water troughs 
these are like you no know, the steps up so it's away above the muck and various things this is all worked out how many bales of straw you should put in these things are all worked out and you're given you're not handheld but you're given plenty of advice on what to do yeah well, well that seems an uh, an excellent um uh, an excellent way to 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 enter the industry um uh, with with that level of support and with the sort of known cash flows um that the contracts uh, give is there any uh, major uh, negative points that that people um maybe either with their types of personality or a uh, setup should maybe think that this situation wouldn't maybe suit them the most important thing is when they come in they're going to be a, a date when they exit so you have to look ahead it could be in say say it's seven weeks time you're going to have the first draw of pigs so you have to make sure that you have people there to either load or or help pick out the pigs you might get a it might be a case that your first thing on monday morning that you have to a load of fat pigs going away from your farm so you have to be flexible that way normally oh, okay. we try to help with timings but for instance you normally have need maybe two or three people that you know to help you draw out the pigs all the marking will be done for you so you'll know what pigs to draw out but you have to draw them out and then load them sometimes in busy periods you can imagine if it's during harvest or such people can get a bit narky that oh my pigs are going at this time and i'm just off the combine and i don't want to stop combining because it's so good weather so these things can can come to come to light so you've got to be a bit flexible and again these pig companies will try and help you as much as they can but there are there's only a certain amount of help you can probably get yeah so it's probably a good uh thing if if it's something that you're going into if maybe a few uh, like-minded farmers um went in together then maybe they could help each other out a bit at busy times with um if it's not something that a lot of people have experience of because there's maybe not everybody that you could ask to help draw out pigs at short notice no no that's true and it's uh it does take a a bit of experience especially working the pig boards as as we've said in the past, when you draw out pigs, you want to do it as quick as possible. So, for instance, you might, it might be a, an evening so you can get in and, and relax for the rest of the night. So you need you need a bit of experience. And one, one thing I would also say is that uh, biosecurity is, is very important. So, for instance, if you do work with other farmers, it's good to have an understanding with the with the company who's supplying the pigs. So, for instance, they might all be from the same health status, so you you are able to do that. But you know that that would be a good idea if you if you can do it like that. That's fantastic. So um, now moving on to environmental issues. One thing we all know about pigs is that uh, they love um, digging in the ground and rooting around for things, which is a, a nice, natural, healthy behaviour. But in the wrong uh, types of land or in the wrong uh, or maybe it been in the land too long, that can obviously cause environmental issues. What would be your top tips for people um, planning to so that they mitigate any potential environmental damage? If they are going to have pigs outside, they must be aware of the potential that they will destroy ground, which will then become a mud bath, which then has the potential to possibly 
slide into waterways as such. So you must not have them near waterways because the potential of any landslips as such could be really, really high. The main place to have pigs is on, as we say, is on good dry sandy soil, well away from waterways, and they will root, as you say, they're very, very much their, that's their, their nature. But if you can imagine the sand, just the sandy soil, just uh, going back to its normal, whereas in the more wet, heavier soils, it'll just get worse. And if, um, if inspected by various organizations, you're going to get in trouble, especially near waterways. So that's a, a clear okay. message is, is to be well away from waterways. And also if you're storing your muck as well, that will come from the likes of these contract breathing from your sheds. If you have muck, it's, you must also store that well away from waterways. So obviously, like the muck can be a real asset because um, especially on these sandier soils, people are concerned about maybe the organic matter not being so high. So that can be a real benefit from having uh, pigs incorporated into a rotation. But obviously, like anything, uh, too much of anything in uh, can be a bad thing. And certainly, as you said, things in uh, any uh, muck that's in the wrong place can can lead to pollution. So that's definitely something to get advice on before you start as to where you're going to have your midden heaps and maybe the locations of um, water margins or ditches to make sure that you've got a decent buffer area between them and where the where the pigs will be turning the ground over. Is there any other like from your experience? Is there any other sort of is that the sort of the key negative thing that can happen with pigs or is there any other concerns? Apart from, as you mentioned before, them escaping. <laughs> yeah, escaping is, uh, yeah, that's the worst of it. But I think one of the things that sometimes there can be a disease breakdown, which is very rare because pigs are normally vaccinated correctly and these things don't happen. But disease or even the most important thing is that you keep supplying plentiful clean water to the pigs and that you're feeding the correct feed at the correct time. As you can imagine, as the pig grows, the, the feed has to be has to be tweaked so it, it improves its growth as it goes along. And sometimes you, you can actually miss a, a specific feed. And I've seen pigs go down, you know, they just they just start dropping due to the fact they, they miss something important in, in their diet. And these things, again, are, are normally very rare but it can happen so you have to be very on top of what you're feeding and also making sure that uh, they get the right the right volume and the right correct correct amounts and, and with experience you'll see the pigs grow and you'll see oh I, the, the, these pigs are on track and it's normally a, a nice a nice straightforward job yeah but as you said, attention to detail um, when you, the animals are being pushed so hard in a relatively Absolutely. short space of time is, is crucial. Yeah. So we've yeah. so much so far in the podcast, we've really talked about people uh, having pigs, uh, uh, taking in other people's pigs and managing them for a certain length of time and then putting them away. 
Um, but that's obviously only open to people who have access to either their own land or sheds. But the pig industry is, is big and it's quite um, concentrated. So would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about um, job opportunities that don't require you to have any land um, within the pig industry? As we said in breeding units, there are plenty of jobs regarding farrowing AI, looking after dry sows, and these all interrelate and these are really good jobs within breeding farms. On the rearing and finishing side, there are also jobs within the industry such as fieldsmen, whereas you go in and you ensure that these pigs are on track, you also mark the fat and take out them at the correct time and just various things like that. In a sense, you're looking after these units, giving support to the farmer. So that's a very good job. And that can lead on to maybe working with logistics in a pig company, making sure transport is ready. It might be feed. It might be movement of pigs. You know, that's a big job. And a lot of people have have a lot of experience which which will help them do that job very well. So logistics is, is quite an interesting job. Yeah, feed feed person is, is a really good job there. And of course the salesperson with feed companies and also with technology. Technology's taking off a great deal and things are so advanced that you can actually have cameras that look at the back of a pig and that can select if it's ready for slaughter. It's just oh wow, such, such an advanced state. Some people obviously don't have that. So the having that stockmanship and having the eye for what's a, a good fat size, that's, uh, that's a great quality to have. No, so there's there's definitely lots of uh, diverse uh, opportunities and roles. And... Um, would you say that um, these roles are open to both men and women? Yeah, very much so. Hopefully I said fields person, fields people, but yeah, it's very much women involved too. And I've got to say some of the best fields people I've seen are women because they do have that extra little detail. They're, they're much more detailed, so they spot things a lot quicker and are very good at the job. But yeah, pigs, you, you don't really need to wrestle with them. It's not like you're turning a pig <laughs> over or or picking it up. You know, these things don't happen because they just wouldn't allow you at, at large. You know, these pigs are near 100 kilos. So you're really <laughs> working with them and all the jobs a man can do, a woman can do without a blink of an eye. They can do it, no bother. Oh, that's great to hear. And so just to finish up, um, if there is, a, a, say, a, a student and it's a big time of uncertainty with COVID and everything like that, and they were um, soon to be uh, finishing college and they hadn't really thought about pigs, what would be your top three tips to maybe look into the opportunities, both for maybe the B&B arrangements for um, uh, rearing and finishing, but also for jobs within the pig industry? Well, my top tip, if you're looking to looking into a B&B arrangement within a pig company, is to certainly check the national press. There's plenty of opportunities that are advertised from pig companies. 
any nearby pig companies, give them a call. They'll be happy to speak to you and they can then at least put, put you on their books. Anyone who's looking for jobs in the pig industry, get your CVs into them. In the past, things used to be every summer when all the graduates would come out, they, they would look at taking an influx of graduate trainees then. Nowadays, they're looking at it throughout the year. So they, they welcome your CV. So get your CV in. Check out the company that you're either going to dealing with or work with. Just get a few ideas from people how, how good they are to staff or how good they are at paying and various things. These are important things. And the most important thing is once you're in, just really enjoy it. Take in as much information as you can and really enjoy the pigs, enjoy their characters and it's it's a really good job you'll you'll get a lot out of it oh well that's fantastic well thank you very much for your time today ross for giving me and the and the listeners an insight into the pig industry and if there are people uh, listening that are uh, enthused by um, the what's been said then please look to the FAS website for further resources thank you very much thank you thank you for listening to this podcast if you want further information, please look up the FARS website on FARS.scot or if you need further information, telephone 0300 323 0161.